Well, this morning I want us to think about uh, Bear Creek Baptist Church. I want us to think about our, uh, our past and our present and our future. And I'm going to be reading a passage out of Psalm 73. And I'm going to read the whole psalm, actually. And uh, Psalm 71, I'm sorry. And, uh, and I want you to uh, try to think, as I read it, how it relates to our ministry. Now, I, I'm kind of imposing some things on the text today. It was written, obviously, by an elderly man at the time that he wrote this psalm. He says in there for praying for God not to forsake him in his old age. But uh, And our church is just 30 years old, so it's not in its old age yet. 30 is still uh, uh, still pretty young, isn't that right? And uh, so, uh, but I, I want to ask you to stand up, and I want us to just listen as I read uh, Psalm 71. Psalm 71, and uh, it says, In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and the cruel man. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust. O Lord, from my youth, upon you I have leaned from before my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. I have been as important to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise. And with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength is spent. For my enemies speak concerning me. Those who watch for my life consult together. And they say, God has forsaken him. Pursue and seize him. For there is none to deliver him. That's what the enemies say. O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. May my accusers be put to shame and consumed with scorn and disgrace. May they be covered who seek my hurt. But I will continually hope and will praise you yet even more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God, I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me, until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those who are yet to come. Your righteousness, O God, reaches the high heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you? You have 
you who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up again. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. I will also praise you with a harp for your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praises to you with the lyre, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you, my soul also which you have redeemed. And my tongue will talk of your righteous help all the day long, for they have been put to shame and disappointed who sought to do me hurt. Be seated. May God bless the reading of his word. Don't you like to just read the word of God? Sometimes just a lengthy, lengthy passage, more than we usually read at one time here, but such a blessing. And in this psalm, many people believe that Jeremiah actually wrote this psalm. We don't know for sure. There's no author's name attached to it. But many people believe it was written by Jeremiah, and he writes, looking at his life from, from, from near the end of his life, And he looks back and he talks about the way that God has protected him and blessed him and led him from his youth all the way up to, uh, to the present time. And then he talks about what he will do in the present time. He said, I will declare and praise and worship God in the present time. And then he looks forward and he said, God, help me to proclaim your name to the next generation. I don't want to just settle for what you've done in the past and what you're doing in my life right now. I want to have a future ministry by preparing the next generation, like these young people, for ministry in the years to come. So as I read this, uh, this psalm this last week, I thought about Bear Creek Baptist Church. I thought about our past and how God has really blessed this church in the last 30 years. Now, many of you... In fact, I was hoping the Sorrells were going to be here today because as far as I know, they are the only existing members of this church that were actually charter members. Is that right? And Pat, you came, uh, you came pretty, pretty quickly after the church started, didn't you? Pat Blankenship? Yes, yes okay. And, uh, and then uh, there are others who came. And I wanted to ask... Uh, Brother Stephen Poppy to come up here for just a minute. He's going to talk a little bit about the past. And uh, if you'd bring that microphone with you. Is that microphone working, uh, Brad? Will it work? Or do we need to use another one up here? All right. Sound like yeah. that's working. Yes, got it on. How you doing today? Doing well. Well, good. Good to see you. Uh, now, I wanted to uh, uh, Stephen to tell us just a little bit about the past because he's been here not not the longest of anybody, but pretty close, right? Been pretty close. All right. Yeah. So uh, just, just about five years old when okay. we came. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so just tell us a little bit about how the church got started. What was the vision and the the uh, the, the way the church actually began? Okay. Well, my my understanding is that there there was an effort uh, uh, by leadership of the Baptist Church in the Dallas uh, Fort Worth area to establish a lot of missions churches, and they established several around and uh and they so they got uh, large churches to sponsor the creation of these churches okay. and uh and so they, there was a it, we were sponsored uh, and uh, 
the uh, uh, initial, you know, coming out um, uh, uh, and settling it here in Glen Heights, there was one up off of Parkerville that we ended up merging with later. Okay. Uh, and uh, so both of those were mission churches yes, started yes. by the same church, or uh, by no? It was about like the Dallas Foundation okay. or, or the, uh, uh, but it was. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if they were the same church okay. or not, but it was the same effort to the same the okay. same time. I understand, and um, and so. Uh, Began meeting here. Uh, I can remember shortly after we moved to Glen Heights, a knock on the door one time, and uh, it was a uh, the first pastor. Uh, understanding was David Walker uh, okay. had come and said, "We're about to start a new church in town, and just want to let y'all know we're coming and, and invite y'all to come." And, and we were we were very involved in another church at the time, and we thanked him and wished him, uh, uh, you know, God's blessings. But said, you know, we can't be a part of it and. But we watched it, and uh, but that was uh, that was probably about um, um, eighty eight, eighty nine, something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. And so the church actually started in uh, uh, what year? Uh, I guess that'd be uh, thirty. That'd be eighty nine. Was when? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, um, um, the the little uh, uh, sign out front. I think it's September tenth of nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. And. Uh, <laughs> There was a gas station feed store out here, and okay. uh, I understand that they kind of use that for, for some. Uh, I'm not sure. A lot of the churches that started with uh, Shields Elementary okay. had some services in there, and I'm not sure that if Bear Creek did or not. The Sorrells would probably know. Okay. Uh, but uh, but began to meet here, and and uh, and then uh, as they began to develop the land. And, and okay, the, and then uh, now there's quite a bit of land here for mm -hmm. did the. Uh, so, uh, association of the Southern Baptist uh, help secure that, or uh, how uh, that? well, originally uh, the church where we're located had the feed store and the, the old house out here, uh, and uh, and then was seven acres. Okay, and uh, goes goes back uh, pretty far, uh, and uh, and then uh, uh, years later, um, the uh, the land was pretty pretty expensive even back then. Uh, the neighbor to the to the north uh, came to us with an offer to sell. And it was uh, it was about the time that interest rates had kind of dipped a little bit, and we were able to refinance the what we owed on the church, include the cost of purchasing the seven acres to the north, and uh, basically have about the same payment. Okay, great. <clears throat> but now all that's paid off. Now there's everything's one hundred percent paid off. The, the uh, ten, I believe it was ten years ago at our twentieth anniversary that we burned the mortgage. Okay. Is that, uh, is that was that ten years That's ago? Great. Yeah. 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 Praise the Lord for yeah. that. That's great. All right. And so now I'm interested in the pastors. So okay. how many pastors has the uh, church? There had? haven't been that many. David Walker. Okay. And then was followed by, um, and and this is I think Mickey Moriarty was the next one. Okay. Uh, and and that was a that was. The, the church was, you know, it, it had been a mission for a while, and it struggled a little bit, kind of getting the footing, and the building had been built. Okay. Uh, the downstairs portion that you see here had been built. Uh, these three uh, areas here were classrooms, so this was a pretty small uh, 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 area, and, um, uh, and so, uh, but the, the, there was pre pretty good debt that the, that the, the few members owed. Okay. And uh, Hampton Road Church, just right up the road, uh -huh. in DeSoto, uh, uh, a Sunday school class led by Mickey Morarity okay. um, uh, uh, was challenged and, and felt to come down here and, and help be a part of, 
of, uh, of making this uh, successful. God called him to come down here. So he, he came down and, and uh, became the pastor and brought several members of his Sunday school class okay. and others from the church uh, uh, to, uh, to be a part and, and kind of infused uh, 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 a lot of uh, uh, life and, and, uh, and things. But we instantly, and that's about the time we came. Okay. Becky and I came, and, uh, and the kids. And um, we immediately needed to expand and grow. Okay. And, uh, but that was uh, Mickey Moriarty. And then uh, after uh, Mickey uh, was uh, Galen Riddle. Uh, that's Pat Blankenship's uh, brother-in-law. Uh-huh. Uh, just passed away this last year. Right. We went to the uh, and then after Galen uh, was uh, Bob Cullen. No, no. Uh, Brian Hill. Brian Hill, a young pastor okay. for a while. And, and then, uh, and then uh, Bob and, and Joy Cullen, who's uh, with the uh, – he'll be with us later, right? Okay, he's teaching Sunday school right now. And, uh, uh, but Joy's here. And um, and then after uh, the Collins, uh, see who came next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't know that guy. <laughs> we got a good one now. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. By the way, I wanted to say that the Joy class, Joy Cullen taught the Joy class, but it was called the Joy class before she before taught it. It's because <laughs> I think they're happy. For, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it wasn't Joy's class. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> but but, but I saw Joy her in taught the Joy morning. class. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, All yeah. right. Now. Uh, at what point did the two churches kind of merge together? Uh, that happened when um, um, when Mickey Morarity uh, felt called to go to um, uh, Inner City, okay. and so he moved into the Inner City. Um, we had been uh, kind of meeting together, I think, a little bit. Uh, uh, had been some discussions, and uh, and so we got. Uh, uh, Galen Riddle to be our interim pastor. Okay. You'll notice a pattern. I know how here. that works. Yeah, <laughs> so we called him to be our interim. He was supply, then became interim, and then uh, and then after a little time, uh, uh, and of course, so, so, so he came to be our interim, and they um, and we got the Hoetzes and I don't know how many people the all the, the Comers. Uh, several several families came from that the church. And what on was Parkerville. that church? Parkerville. Parkerville Road. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. The how, how, how many of you here were a part of the Parkerville Church? Let me just see your hands. Yeah. Just, okay. So, so we got some Hampton Road folks, okay. and we got some Parkerville Road folks. Okay. And <laughs> Good. Okay. And, uh, and, 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 the, and pastors from there, too. So, okay. Yeah. That's great. Um, and uh, and so, so Galen Rill became our full-time pastor and, and served several years here, and, and that's when we did the, uh, the major constructions. Okay. Uh, and all the buildings that we built after that point, after the initial loan that the, uh, that the, 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 the sponsoring churches uh, took out, they co-signed it for us. They didn't pay it off. They okay. co-signed it. <laughs> and, uh, but after, after that, uh, everything that has been done here has been done with the, the men in the church, and the women in the church and the children pitching in and, and doing it yeah. at no additional expense, no right. additional cost. So it was uh, right. the two-story building and the, and the office building and the upstairs up here was all done uh, without uh, any or more debt. Any the money. only additional debt from the original building that was ever uh, was to purchase the land. Okay. And then when did Brother Bob come? What year? Do you, you remember what year, Joy? Y'all came? Two thousand five. Okay. 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 Yeah, and right. and uh, and Galen Riddle had retired at that time, okay. and uh, and then and, and it worked out. 
Uh, Brother Bob came as a supply. Okay, okay. I know how <laughs> that works. And then we made him interim. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he happened, it worked out really well because he already lived in town. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but yes, uh-huh. All yeah, right. You already live. Yeah. Well, so, so, but there's been a there's been a lot of um, um, you know a lot of folks that have been a part of the church, and it's been a true blessing for for my family and and uh, you know to to you know, raise the kids and uh, you know I'm thinking the Fern Spear uh, that's that's here uh, uh, CJ uh, when all this construction was going on CJ Spear. Um, had a closet over here. We called it Sparky's Closet. He did all the electrical on all these buildings, uh, ah. pretty much himself. Kind of oversaw the projects and everything, and and uh, just a lot of people just poured their lives out. He he'll be one. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, we we had a member of the church that uh, did a lot of paved stone work for for darts for the new dark stations okay. that were being built. That did all this paved stone walks out here. Uh, um, uh, uh, Jack Smith, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, we were blessed with a lot of people who just were good at construction. They did different great. different things that pitched in, rolled up their sleeves, and and led the construction. Not only for our church here, but for other churches. Mm-hmm. We did you know as in mission uh, uh, missions work and and uh, but churches and uh, and uh, even the park building at the middle of the city park was uh, originally framed by the men from Bear Creek and with, a, with a couple of others helping. So. Well, one last question I wanted to ask about is about missions. Uh-huh. And I know the church here has sponsored missions, been involved in missions. And we have some missionaries who went out really from this church serving in uh, different places. And who would that be? Uh, well, we've got the, uh, the Cullens uh, family. Is, okay. uh, they're all, uh, yeah, and, uh, and we keep them, uh, uh, Stephen and, and Jane. Jane. And, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Milam, um, and uh, you know they're, but they were, you know, they became associated with the church through, uh, you know, through the Collins, and we've uh, we've uh, added them to our prayer list and prayed for and supported. Okay. Uh, uh, there's been uh, um, uh, others uh, that are, um, I'm, I'm trying to think that the uh, that have been associated with with other people at the church, the church that right. we've added and, and sponsored. And we, we pray uh, we, for on Wednesday night. Right, sure. right. And we've and, and, and have supported financially. Right. Kinda kinda like uh, but but they but they became associated with the church kinda like we did with Mike. Uh-huh. That okay. uh, you know through the pastor or something has has made that mm-hmm. made that connection. And uh, but uh, the church has been very uh, uh, very generous uh, with uh, with missions. Uh, actually tithes to missions. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the Baptist church don't, uh, you know, sometimes they just take a little offering or something. Bear Creek uh, uh, being, uh, trying to be uh, uh, responsible stewards, uh, not having debt, we actually put a uh, tithe to missions and tithe you know, from, as a church and also to uh, benevolence and things to support the, the you know, the, the overall missions of the, of, uh, you know, around the world as well. Great. So. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you, this uh, history lesson. Now, by the way, why is history important? You know, it is important because uh, there are people who you'll never know, who we'll never meet, uh, that poured out time, money, life, tears, prayers, that actually cause us to have what we have today. And it's funny, you know, sometimes we come in, we just think this this place just kind of popped up here, you know, but it didn't. It had to be built. It had to be, uh, there had to be blood, sweat, and tears 
that went in to us having what we have today. And I know, uh, of course, with Brother Bob, I, I, he's one of my heroes. I, I, even though I don't think he's, is he older than I am? Not many people are. But uh, he might be just a tiny bit, but he's about the same age that I am. But I just know that uh, his ministry here, I feel like I stand on the shoulders of giants who have come before me and who have ministered and have kind of laid the groundwork. So that's made it a blessing for me, made it easy for me to be able to minister to those that were whose hearts and lives were fed and prepared for the ministry here. So I thank God for our past. It's been a rich heritage. And the idea that God enabled this church to have these facilities and this property and to owe no money at all is a blessing that is very, very rare, actually. There are many churches today who have such a huge debt that they actually can't uh, sponsor their ministry because they're having to pay so much money on their, on their debt. And so I thank God for that. And then just for the spirit. Uh, I, I know Brother Mickey and uh, I know uh, Brother Bob. And I, I, I didn't know the other pastors personally. But I've heard so many good things about them and other former members of the church. So for those of you who have been here for a long time. How many of you have been in the church, say, over 15 years. Let me just see your hands. Okay. Been in this church over 15 years. And then there are some in the nursery and some out in the hallway that have been here a long time. So we say thank you to you for your ministry and your investment that you've made to the church. Now, what about our, so that, that's our, our thankfulness for the past. What about our faithfulness in the present? You know, God has us in a strategic place right here in Glen Heights. There are just literally, I started to say hundreds, but really thousands of people within two or three miles of where our building is right now, and uh, a wide variety of people. And God has given us the ministry of caring and sharing and living and giving to meet the needs of people right around us. We have been, the Bible says that we have been given a treasure in earthen vessels. That is, we are the earthen vessels. We are those who have been, have had the deposit of God's Holy Spirit and have been given the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are to be faithful. God is faithful. We sang about his faithfulness to us. But God says, uh, uh, Jesus said that in a steward, it is required that a man be found faithful. And uh, we don't have to be gifted. We don't have to be talented. We don't have to be wealthy. We don't have to be smart. But we do have to be faithful. And God has entrusted to us property. And, but even more important than that, He's entrusted to us the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are to be faithful. So thankfulness for the past, faithfulness in the present, and then hopefulness for the future. And I just want to be real kind of, I don't know whether blunt's the right word, but just honest is the right word. There are more churches dying today 
than there are churches that are growing today. All across our country today, there are some churches that are expanding and they're growing. Many of them, however, are growing at the expense of smaller churches who are transferring members from the smaller churches to the larger churches. And I I don't criticize that. That's all right. But it is sad to know that hundreds of churches across America this year will have their last service and they will close their doors. And, uh, And that light in that community will be extinguished for maybe the rest of time. And, again, I want to be very honest that there is a darkening in our country today. There is a creeping darkness across our land, and it is imperative that churches that are in communities like ours keep their light burning Jesus told us that we that the church is like a, a, a city built on a hill. It's like a light that is to be placed on an open place where it can give light to all that are in the house. And God has given us the ministry of reconciliation to share with the people in our community, and he has given has set us here as a light in a dark place. And uh, uh, sometimes we're not aware of just how dark it is getting in our country, but it is. And sometimes we look at, at our immediate surroundings and we don't see some of the things that are happening, encroaching in our country today. And I'll just say that uh, uh, false religions are being promoted. I mean literally promoted, even in schools and things like that, and right now, it's just mostly in uh, California and, and West Coast uh, uh, states, Oregon and Washington, but it, but it is coming this way. And there will be a time right here in our own community where uh, the uh, religions like Islam and other world religions will not only be allowed, but will be promoted in our public schools while at the same time, the message of Christ will be squelched. And that's happening. It's happening across our land. But it's not the school's responsibility to preach the gospel. And it's not the government's responsibility to preach the gospel. But it is our responsibility to share the gospel, to love people, and to preach the truth. And then this whole... um, uh, uh, gender, sexual uh, movement that is sweeping across our land today. I mean, 20 years ago, when it first started being talked about that uh, there was going to be an increasing focus and, and uh, emphasis on uh, uh, homosexuality and, uh, and uh, gay marriage and things like that, I think 20 years ago, 25 years ago, most of us thought, well, surely not in America, not in our lifetime anyway. But it is uh, picking up speed and emphasis and strength day by day by day. And so it is incumbent on us 
It is our responsibility as Christians and as a church in this community to lovingly but firmly stand for the truth. To say that God's word is God's word and that what God has defined for marriage and gender and, uh, and truth is the truth. And we must stand for that. And it will not make us popular necessarily, but it will make us faithful. And it will allow us to share the message that is needed to be heard by every person. And uh, there are within a mile of where we are just hundreds of people with broken hearts and broken homes and broken hopes. And it is imperative that they hear the message from people who really care about them and really love them, not so that we can build a, a bigger congregation, but so we can share the truth and let the love of Christ capture the hearts of people around us. So that's, uh, I, I thank God for our past. I really do. I'm so grateful for the past that God has given us. And we would not be here today without people who had uh, sacrificed and served in our past. I thank God for our present. My wife and I look forward every Sunday to coming to church. And I, I hate to miss. I, I appreciate uh, Brother Tom doing such a good job preaching for me last Sunday. But I hated not being here. And uh, we look forward to being here with you to, to share the word and to fellowship with you. And then, uh, and then I look forward to a future. I believe that God has given this church a future. And uh, I want us to be hopeful and faithful and thankful for our past, our present, and our future. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I do thank you for Bear Creek Baptist Church. But I thank you for all of those who have served in the past as pastors, as deacons, as servants in other ways, Sunday school teachers, worship leaders, instrumentalists. Father, so many people who poured their lives into the ministry of this church. And I remember coming here for a children's program 25 years ago, maybe, and I, or 20 years ago anyway, and I, I just uh, am so thankful for those that have loved and served and poured their lives into the lives of children and teenagers and adults in this church. But I pray that while we are thankful for the past, we will see that the baton has been handed to us in the present, that we have the responsibility to serve, to give, to pray, to worship, and to witness in our day. And then I pray for our future. Father, I do pray that you will help us to pass this message on to the next generation. I pray for the young people around in our area. Help us find creative ways and effective ways to reach the youth and the children in our area so that they can hear the gospel and participate in the greatest mission in the world, the Great Commission, to, uh, to be faithful, to make disciples of all the nations. And I pray that you will bless uh, this church as you've blessed it in the past. I pray your hand of blessing will be on us presently, 
and in the future. And I ask it in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook or visit our website, www.bearcreekbaptist.org. If you're not a member of another church, we would like to invite you to join us in person and get to know us and let us get to know you. Have a great week and may the Lord richly bless you.